1: from the horror section. Most of the violent movies are rated R and aren't supposed to be seen unless you're 17 years old. Others are made directly on videotape and bypass the rating system altogether.
2: Welcome to the 348th consecutive week of cinema psyops i'm your host court the guy that is super fucking happy that we're not talking about a joe damato or bruno Mattei lens scripted or anywhere near touch this movie that we're talking about this week and my co-host matt is super stoked about that as well Thank the maker.
3: Holy shit. <laughs> God damn. It's nice I, to get into some fucking just uh, straight up murdering for money and shit.
2: Yeah. So I have a long history with said movie of Maniac Mansion or Murder Mansion or whatever you may call it. Wow! Oh, I, I look forward to hearing it. I basically purchased a bootleg um, DVD of this, but there are bootleg VHSs, right? Now, yeah, the the, yeah. Boot, the bootleg DVD that I bought was um, they are now gone but it was from a place called Cinema de Bizarre and uh, they basically this is what they their bread and butter was they would get films from overseas that have never had a US release and then put it to VHS and then eventually DVD for you and <sighs> this was one of my purchases from them back when they existed when I committed bootleggery in this way because it was the only way that I could see it and it was from I think a I think the print came from like a laser disc and it was this version that you and I are watching tonight. Now, the first version of this that I've ever seen was a movie that just so happened to be a VHS tape under the title of Maniac Mansion, I think is what it was rendered under, which was also, big shock, a fucking bootleg VHS tape released here in the United States because it was never really legally released. As far far as I understand, it just was one of those films that like ended up, I guess, on TV for some folks, um, like on broadcast TV and stuff, because it didn't really have a copyright on it. So they just could kind of get away with it. Okay. Uh, Sort of like what happened in Night of the Living Dead, right? I got you. All right. But this version that I had seen is super chopped up and much shorter than the version that you and I are watching tonight. Oh, wow. So much so... this is
3: already a pretty short movie.
2: Right. And it's already got a lot of weird like plot developments that feel like they're coming out of nowhere. And we'll yeah. kind of talk about it when we get into the review. But there are some folks who literally say that from the, from the reviews that I've seen and then some of the descriptions of the movies that other folks have seen versions of this, they've clearly seen the severely edited bootleg version because they talk about how everybody just all of a sudden ends up at this mansion and there's an, like, you know, a crash, but you actually see parts of their lives and stuff that's going on leading to why they continue on in this journey before we get into that part. So that's kind of what I wanted to bring up here is we actually know what's going on a little bit more ahead of time. So you have a little bit more of a clue as to why these people are doing some of the things that they're doing, but in the earliest or most cut versions that you're going to see, there's even like, you know, those multi-pack DVDs that are like, 50 movies for 20 bucks or whatever that they release that they used to do on DVD like way back in the day um, wow. there's another version of I actually have a, that version of it on one of those discs because when you're a movie fanatic Matt and then people know that you're a movie fanatic they buy you these like horror movie multi-packs thinking that a you haven't already seen everything that's in that and yeah. or b maybe already bought that for yourself just, of course just they because they're right they're, they're just trying to do something that's nice but the thing is yeah. when you get to a certain level of obsessive physical media and or movie collecting and hoarding like i'm at i'm at the point where i'm almost movie hoarding
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah pretty much you kind of are really
2: (laughs) like at this point it's starting to become a sickness for the amount of movies that i am collecting like i'm i have i have more than i could possibly ever watch right now and multiple versions of just about everything i have
3: nice (laughs) i mean that's Fucking right. not strange at all. You're all
2: right. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, I don't have a compulsion that I cannot control no. in some way, shape, or form. Have,
3: you stop it. Listen, <laughs> if you got a collecty problem, that I got a drinky problem, and I'm not ready to admit that, Rhett. So you don't have a problem either. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, just to sort of digress this discussion just a little bit here, um, there, it shows up on these movie packs, and I have one of those, and uh, that version starts at pretty much everybody wrecking in the fog. Oh, okay. Which really, can you imagine how much more confused? shit would be if that's where you start.
3: Yeah, that would be fucking weird.
2: Yeah, I don't know why that's the case, but apparently like, and there's other stuff that's cut out as well and all the stuff that's trimmed out is pretty much all the stuff you need to make any sense of the story at all. So there is a super trippy ass version of this that feels like Scooby-Doo on even more fucking acid by the time you finish it. That would be fucking weird. Right. So I just want folks to know that you need to make sure that you are either got your hands on the Forgotten Gialli box set 3 that this was released in for the Blu-ray print or Or Make sure that you have the complete version of the film because as confusing as our review is about to be and we're trying to remember who was what and what was where and what's going on and whose car is that and all of this kind of shit, just remember that as confused as we are right now, if you watch an edited version of this, it's gonna be even more confusing for you.
3: Yeah, the way I do notes too, there's a whole lot of dudes, other dude, this one dude driving a strange car, you know?
2: Yeah, like I've seen some other reviews where people did an edited version of this and they do note the character name and some of the relationships and things like that. But I think the film kind of gets a little hallucinatory in some parts where I don't even think it really Some parts
3: matters. it starts off that way.
2: <laughs> right. That's that's the thing is this entire film is really fucking trippy and I think the entire film is trying to play with your perception of reality the entire time probably yeah that's, that's a good point yeah I mean you as an audience like it is trying to yeah. basically throw everything at you and just be like a freak out movie
3: and be like hey hope, hope you catch this whatever you catch make a movie out of it alright
2: yeah like it's basically you're gonna have to make sense of this yourself because by the way this is nightmare logic you're living in a fucking dream from the moment this reel opens deal with it that's basically you're what gonna the
3: throw, you. We're going to throw a lot of shit at you and whatever you catch, you make your own story out of this movie with it. It's a make your own story movie. It's really fun. It is
2: probably close to a choose your own adventure and you can interpret it pretty much any way you want in any direction yeah. that you want and that's kind of what makes it super fun for me to watch. Um, yeah, it's a
3: fun time. It's, it was a fun watch.
2: Right. I bought the bootleg DVD that had the complete version of the film because I needed to see a completed version of the film and the only reason yeah. I knew that that completed version existed is when the Nashi cast covered This is a Beyond Nashy episode probably another decade ago. Nice. I know that I've seen the VHS of it. It's just one of those things where I saw it and it didn't fully register with me as a movie and I couldn't make any sense of it.
3: Listen, man, we're fucking old now. All right. That's just the way it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to cut a lot of that shit out. It doesn't fucking matter. But what I'm basically (laughs) getting at is I'd seen it once when I was a kid and pretty much forgotten the name of it and didn't register other than some of the weird shit that I remembered happening in the movie. Um, Okay. But then seeing the bootleg DVD that I bought of it, um, about a decade ago give or take maybe a little bit more (laughs) uh after hearing the Nashi cast do a review and remembering that i'd seen the film and decided to go ahead and watch the you know the extended cut of that and defined it some way and and so i did and now we have a blu-ray print of it that we're going to cover on this show which is your first time watch and this is the fifth time that i've watched it counting the review for the show Mm -hmm. and i'm still confused as shit so i hope you can explain it to me
3: well maybe maybe we'll figure some things out we'll go on a trip
2: i'm positive that the Nashycast cast because this was in their earlier days when they would go through a film piece by piece second by second minute by minute yeah. and describe to you what was happening and explain things to you which, uh-huh. which made it to where you didn't really need to understand what was going on in the film when you watched it because they, they explained it for you
3: why do I need to think <laughs> I want I want the Nashycast cast to do my thinking for me
2: right so what I'm getting at is our review is going to blow go find their episode on this and then there you go come and, back and to come us come back after. for the
3: psyop news that's about it <laughs> yeah,
2: come back and we'll have some fun together where we <laughs> talk and make dick and fart jokes over top of the movie review.
3: Woo! All right. Now we're getting into it. That's my kind of party. (laughs) Stick your dick in the mashed potatoes.
2: Well, while Matt's got his dick stuck in the mashed potatoes, here's the Legion Patreon ad, and this week we're going to have all graveyard-themed music, starting with Tom Waits whistling past the graveyard after this.
1: This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion podcasts. (laughs) Back to the cutting room.
2: with whistling past the graveyard and Tom Waits has forgotten more about producing odd music than I will ever know.
3: <laughs> yes, that is. Yeah, that's probably true.
2: <laughs> and if you're listening on the main feed and not the pirate radio edit, you've got something that I will try to evoke the spirit of Tom Waits. But come on, guys, that's a tall fucking order to fill.
3: Yeah, that's, I don't know if that's possible.
2: <laughs> just go to YouTube, check out Tom Waits whistling past the graveyard if you want to hear the song instead of the bullshit I'm playing on the main feed for you. Or you can just subscribe to the pirate radio edit if you got a couple bucks. And it's for uh, go the to, brand. <laughs> go to the the Patreon and support Legion Podcast. I'm not even sure. I think the two dollar level ought to get you. This. So <laughs> at least it should. So go for it.
3: Go for it. I'm done. Move selling ahead.
2: The- <laughs> okay, Devo. I'm done selling the Patreon. Let's do the review. All
3: right. Yeah, because we have no trailer that would uh, work in any sort of sense. So
2: yeah, it's uh, all sound have- effects and just quick cuts. Yeah.
3: Uh, Murder Mansion.
2: AKA Maniac Mansion. My favorite uh, Nintendo game.
3: So we have some peeps are driving around. Uh, well, do it on a motorcycle, but like, not really a motorcycle, moped, more moped, right? Is it a motorcycle?
2: Uh, it's like both. Nah, it's it's like one of those mini motorcycles where, uh, it's, yeah, not, it's
3: not a moped, but it's 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 like a smaller micro motorcycle.
2: Yeah, it's like a smaller engine motorcycle. It definitely is a motorbike, the motor's right in between his legs, True. It, like it does have that style for like a motorcycle that would have.
3: It feels like we're really going on about this motorcycle more than the movie.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm high as shit, and you got me talking bikes, so. <laughs>
3: uh, let's see here. I know. I have about an hour before that edible kicks in. Then we're rolling it fucked. <laughs> um- <laughs> So, anyway, uh, uh, one of the guys driving, uh, he's driving with this younger lady, and he tries to get fresh with her, but she, you know, by grabbing her leg, she moves the hand. She ain't into it. Fuck that noise. Uh, they stop at a shop, and uh, the, or, like at a little restaurant. And the motorcycle dude, everyone's there. And the motorcycle dude, he's talking to the lady that was riding with the creepy dude, and she complains about the dude getting fresh and all that. And she decides to leave with him on his motorcycle. Well, the creep man, he tries to stop him says uh, that she needs to ride with him because there could be danger. Uh, They tell him to fuck right off and they take off.
2: So, you know, good for them. That guy was super fucking rapey.
3: Oh yeah, way rapey way rape super rapey
2: like way even before he put his hand on her leg like yeah. even before he made the move like he just had greaseball vibes the way he like popped the door open for her and you know just the whole situation i was like lady do not get in that car
3: yeah right exactly later the other couple who was driving kind of the motorcycle whipped around him they're more of an older couple you know they appear like they should be together well they come up onto a mansion uh as they're walking in uh they kind of make mention of these other people who are sitting there, kind of just having a lunch. Uh, these people seem a little bit like assholes. Cause they, they were like, or at least the guy does. Cause he's like, uh, uh, she's like, oh look, it looks like she has guests, and he goes, Yeah, no one important. And you're like, oh, Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, uh, peeps are talking, and that's our first clip. What is done?
4: Need a call. The widow of Elsa's lawyer. It's true. Parasites. All I do is live off others and never say anything pleasant.
5: I don't think you're being fair. Who's he? He's a lawyer's
4: partner who married his widow.
6: It's true, some men will do anything
4: in order to further their careers. Give me a card, will you, Megan? There's no doubt they're enhancing our reputations.
6: In any case, he's looking after Elsa's affairs now.
4: One.
7: I want to know why Elsa's husband isn't here. He's away on a business
8: trip in Sarin.
4: Poor old Ernest. I must hate being a runaround for a businesswoman. I know I'd love it.
7: Yes?
0: Elsa? Ernest?
7: What's happening? I'm expecting you. My lawyer's here already. You're still up in Soren. Ernest, but that's absurd.
0: There's nothing I can do, Elsa. The lawyer's away, apparently, on some very personal matter. And he won't be back until late tonight.
7: Then I suppose you'd better wait.
2: It's important to authenticate that signature. If we don't present the document tomorrow, we lose the option. All
0: right see
2: you later. Yeah, now imagine not having any of this story as to why they're traveling even further and in, in on the night that they're traveling. Yeah, exactly. How much more fucking confused you would be.
3: No. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. I totally understand it. Well, um we see that that guy, the husband, he is in this little restaurant. Well, so is the two young co- the young people who are on the motorcycle. They're eating and they're trying to figure out if they're going to stay the night or keep driving uh throughout the night. And the girls like uh, the young ladies like I really have no problems with just driving driving all night and so he's like all right um then we see the dude the husband who's on the phone he leaves um the young guy with the motorcycle he gets directions and pretty much gets the line you don't want to go down that road he's like there's two roads don't want to go down the other road because the the fog will will get uh up there late at night even though it's a shorter road and you'll get to where you're going sooner it's It's going to be way too foggy. Make sure you're taking this other area.
2: There are two roads. One, the longer, more gentle grade slope paths that will get you there guaranteed alive. And yes, that's the entirety of the name. We're trying to come up with something shorter. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, we have the shorter, certain eternal damnation path, which by the way, a fog will set in and suck you into a netherworld should you get stuck in it.
3: Yes, all these things are (laughs) facts.
2: I mean, like the descriptions are almost that flatly but also hyperbolically dramatic, the way he describes it. We're like, Legit, the fog is like something you should be afraid of. The way he describes it, it's like you do not want to fuck around in that fog. Legit, just don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much all but says it in Judd's voice.
3: Yeah. Listen, sometimes dead is better. All right. Yeah. I, I was think thinking, we all know that.
2: I was thinking the exact same thing because when he says it, I'm like, Jesus, he even kind of sounds like Judd. Right. And
3: I was like, Jesus. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, everyone's having fun now. <laughs>
2: And the dumb kids only hear shorter, so that's why they want to take it.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just hear, oh, it's short, so it should be fine. So anyway, we see um, the husband who was on the phone. Well, he's talking to a young lady in a room who's in bed naked. That's our next clip. Your life,
9: so I guess you can do what you like with it. I guess so. But if you had any dignity, you'd leave your wife.
0: You know damned well I've always loved Elsa.
9: Yes, I know, all right.
0: Right up until last year. Elsa loved me too. We were happy together. I hope that one day we will be again.
9: It's not that easy. Time you faced up to it. Hmm. Up to what? It's Elsa's money you love. That's why you won't leave her. Hmm.
0: You're wrong, Ellen. I have a fortune of my own.
9: Yes, you did 10 years ago, but you threw it all away on drinking women. Ernest, I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. I don't mean it, I'm just made like that. I must be a silly idiot, cause I love you. Yes, I know. But why doesn't she treat you the way I do? You've become a household pet. All she has to do is whistle.
0: She changed completely when her father died. She was suddenly responsible for the enormous fortune he had left her in his will. I don't know how it happened. But within a few days, she was transformed into a hard-headed businesswoman obsessed with deals.
9: And she denies you your conjugal rights. She hasn't let you near her bed in months. Forgive me, Ernest. Forgive me. No need to be angry. Where do you think you're going? You mustn't hate me. I'm a fool for you. Hold me. I adore you. And I can't help it, though I know it bores you. What's money, anyway?
2: Try paying the bills and you'd know holy fuck does she get clingy fast
3: yeah man she's uh, uh th- th- this dude must do something right because she is way into him even uh, in the capacity
2: that she can get him in only because his wife currently won't let him touch her
3: yes Uh, so we see there is strafe there's places for strafe you know all that kind of stuff
2: do we so. ever see Ellen again is this the only th- reason that? No, she- that's the only time you see her yeah like okay I just I thought so but she never comes back there's no purpose other than showing and that the husband is Cheating on her and this backstory we needed to hear.
3: Yes, and the, and and kind of the you know how their relationship has deteriorated.
2: Yeah, and money is the root of their problem apparently. Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, well, the young couple they're uh, back on the bike, and of course they took the wrong road. They didn't they didn't want to go down that road, but they're going down that road. They took they the foggy any-
2: death road. It's called foggy yeah. death road. They finally shortened it. Foggy death road. And,
3: foggy death road. And uh, guess what? It's foggy. It's shocking, and they can't really see anything. They stop and. Then as they're looking at a map. They see a car coming. They tried to flag it down, but the car, a Rolls Royce, almost runs uh, the uh, almost runs over the guy on the road. And you can um, kind
2: of make out there are two people in a car, like a giant chauffeur and a smaller person in the back. Yeah, in that Rolls Royce. Yeah.
3: Then we cut back to Elsa, the other dude's wife. Uh, she is with uh, she is with that rude couple from the car earlier, uh, and she tells them that she needs to go get her husband the town over so they can get the documentation. And the guy says, well, we should go with you. That way I can just grab the document that we need and we can get it out of the, where it needs to go in a rush because I will help with their business plan. So they decide to follow her in their own car.
2: The rude guy's like their lawyer or something. And yeah. he's going to, like, he has the power to be able to notarize whatever's going on with these documents and make them official and turn them in.
3: Yeah. And he has to get it someplace.
2: So now imagine not knowing any of this either. Yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> so, Alright, so the fog is bad. No one really can see anything. The asshole husband can't see anything, but he's still driving super fast because he's dummy. And at this point, they actually crash their car into another car, and that car is actually the creeper dude from earlier. They crash into him. Um, The Elsa, she's still driving, and she almost crashes, but she's able to miss uh, this wall that she almost crashes into. Uh, We cut back to the couple on the motorcycle. They, for somehow, they've just come across a guy walking down the lonely path in the fog carrying a huge sickle and they decide this is the guy to get directions from and believe it or not how these people aren't murder fodder for any horror movie i won't know but they found the one nice guy carrying a giant sickle down a foggy trail and he gave them good directions of how to get the hell out of there
2: turns out not everyone carrying a sickle is a homicidal maniac some of them are just farmers who may be doing trimming about the edge of the road
3: yeah I, i agree but just in the foggy night it just i'm just saying these people People are very lucky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the jackpot of all the things that you could run into in any dark and foggy night on the forbidden foggy death road. Helpful Farmer with Sickle is not one of them. I'm telling you right
3: now, 99.9% of the time, these people are dead. They are the 0.01%
2: percenters. (laughs) (laughs) They are so utterly fucking lucky. Yes.
3: They they really, you know, don't ever play the lottery again. You used all your luck for this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's clearly all gone, as we will see later.
3: Yes. Um. So then, uh, after that, um, the Elsa, we cut back to Elsa, and she's exploring the cemetery, and she sees these two beings. One looks like a little lady, old lady, and one looks like a very large, so looking guy, and they come after her, but she runs away. Then the young bu- couple, they're riding their bike, and they crash again, or not again, they just crash. They're able to get up, they're not really too badly hurt, and the lady finds them, and that'll be our next clip.
9: What's the matter? <laughs>
7: What happened? I'm I'm being pursued.
6: There's no one pursuing. You.
9: Don't you hear it? What? I can't hear anything. Sort of deep sighing.
6: What happened to you?
9: I don't really know. I was driving my car in the direction of Sorin And lost your way in the fog. Exactly. Same thing happened to us. Only we were heading for Miller.
6: Evidently, you took a wrong turning, just as we did when we left the main road.
9: No. No, you're
7: wrong. I'm sure it was the right one. Then suddenly, I found myself in a cemetery.
6: <laughs> I couldn't see anyone or hear anything out of the ordinary. Are you sure that?
7: Yes, quite sure. First of all, there was this horrible sound, like someone breathing harsh and loud. Then all at once, a man appeared. His face was hidden, but he was wearing the uniform of a chauffeur. He was—he was enormously tall, and in the middle of his chest he had a—well, a, well, you think it's my imagination, and maybe it is.
6: Tell me, was the man in uniform alone?
7: an old woman in black with him. You don't believe it. You must think I'm crazy. No. Oh, I wouldn't blame you. Well, I'm not subject to hallucinations. No,
6: no, of course not. We don't think you're crazy. It's all right now. I promise. You've obviously had a nasty shock. The only thing that really makes any sense is that your car has broken down. And here we are, all three lost in a fog. What we're going to do about it, I don't quite know.
9: The map's not very encouraging. We don't seem to be on
6: it. Well, I wouldn't let that worry you. But there's one good thing. We're near a cemetery. The dead are buried by the living. So there's got to be a village somewhere in the neighborhood.
3: You won't think of going through it?
6: No, we'll walk around the wall until we come to the gate. The village must be on that side.
3: All right, and that's the end of the first 20 minutes.
2: So, this setup I know that there's a couple of the accidents and things that happen, but for basically the main reviews that I've seen is the people focus in on them getting to the mansion that we're about to find in the next 20 minutes after all these car crashes happen. Like, there's no discussion or even mention of the stuff that we've had that's already kind of set up the story ahead of time. And like, a lot of the reviews that I've seen are a lot of the people that mention things, or they how the movie starts, is the The complaints are that we have no idea how all these people are just traveling in a foggy night and end up at this mansion when in fact it is a wife and on her way to meet with her husband for business paper stuff and her would-be lawyer or somebody like that, his wife, they're all rushing to try and meet a deadline on this paper. The biker and the lady that's riding with him are in a rush because she just wants to ride the whole night, so that's why they took the road that they're on. The drunk molester guy is drunk and pissed off and driving a sports car and probably just was on that road anyway. And that's, that's how he ended up there as well. So we know all of that. We know why they're all there and why they're all going. It doesn't really seem like random happenstance. They all just decided to try and take what they heard was the shorter path, even though they may have been warned about the fog. Some of them weren't, some of them were already on the road and it hit.
3: Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh,
2: So all the reviews that I've seen where people complain about how it seems like it's just random happenstance. No, it really isn't. They all, took this road. This road is apparently known to be foggy because someone is warned that this will happen. Like, you don't want to take that road at night because it gets foggy every night.
3: Yeah, I mean, literally the guy says it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: a, like a lot, a lot. Like, he's like, look, it's a death fog, okay? It's got wait, a death wait, so fog. A lot of people die
3: on that road. I'm trying to help
2: you here. Yeah, he's like, it's got a death fog. His rods it's and his good. neck are just popping out when he says it. He's I'm just got a death fog! He's harbinging the fuck out of this road, but the people take it anyway who who do talk to him We don't know. Maybe just some of the other people were just already on the road because we're only really following the uh, main lady, the wife who just inherited a bunch of money, and her lawyer and uh, his wife. We're following them primarily when we get on the road here, and then we see the uh, biker and his lady, and they're apparently coming from the other direction where the husband is. So they get caught coming the other way and run into the fog later at night. If that's does that sound about right? And then they all just kind of converge in the same place right around this cemetery but they all crash on different parts of it.
3: Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah, it's not. I don't know why there are reviews where people are. I've seen reviews where people complain about how it's so confusing, unless it's that I know there's a shorter version out there. And I kind of remember like them all just converging on the fog and like having this accident. But I was just like, hey, they're traveling on this road. This happened on this road. It's foggy. So what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need to know why they're all there. Yeah. You know? Well, yes. Yeah, the yeah. the motivations later on in the movie. Yes. You're going to need to know why they're all there, because otherwise yeah. the motivations for everything that's about to happen make no sense at all that i can kind of get all
3: just gets weird yeah
2: but i just wanted to stress that that there's like this whole entire 20 minutes this there's a lot of setup and a lot of stuff being thrown at you but if you pay attention it's really not that confusing as to how they all end up here
3: yeah it's true because they're
2: just the the biker and his lady are coming from the other direction and so was the guy it's in the sports car because they were all heading the same direction and that's how they ended up on the road they're coming from the other side and they basically hit somewhere in the middle right by the cemetery yeah pretty much okay and the reason that this is working so well is because the people know this area, but they should have known that it was going to get foggy. But they took the road anyway, thinking they would be okay, or that they'd be able to beat it. Is what I'm guessing for the most or, part.
3: It, it sounds like a lot of timing issues. A lot of things have to happen fast, so they just don't have time to go around.
2: <laughs> right. Whatever. Whatever it is, they're all in a hurry. They all take the death, the foggy death Guess road. Guess what?
3: If you if you tell me that the one road is quicker, but it has a death fog, I'm going to be late for whatever the other shit hits. I don't care. It's fine.
2: <laughs> right. But basically what happens is they run into each other because they're in a hurry at the same time as the death fog hits and that's where it yes. happens. And each of the accidents happen because of that. It's very particular and very precise and it's not as random as people are trying to make it out to be. It just so happens that, you know, when you drive on a foggy road like an asshole in a hurry, it's probably a one lane road. You're going to run into somebody doing the same coming in the opposite direction. Eventually
3: these are facts
2: and just so happened that they did it near or Right around the cemetery and yes. the manor that we're about to hit, where murder is uh-huh. going to take place. So let's go.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. So now we start the next twenty minutes. Um, they kind of explore the area and they find a Rolls Royce. Uh, and it's the same kind of car that almost ran them down. And the Rolls Royce looks like it crashed in the cemetery. It'd be the kind of car that would have a dressed-up person and another lady, maybe you know, as the passenger. But apparently, it's
2: older a- because it's got a lot of like uh soot and stuff built on built up on it and yeah. it's kind of fucked up and rusty looking too or they say that it's like been there a while after it crashed into the wall Yes,
3: yeah, something like that um they come upon the mansion a mansion and they come to the front door and there's the creepy dude already inside he has a gun also inside are that older couple and they all talk about what they're all doing there in our next clip someone
4: was trying to break in
7: as soon as he saw us, he made off and disappeared into the fog.
3: He seemed
4: to be wearing uniform. Yes, the sort of uniform a chauffeur might wear. Yes, boots to the knees.
7: Boots, you said?
4: Certainly. I must admit I too was lost, temporarily. But I know I would soon have found the road to Milan if these two hadn't crashed into me. It wasn't my
0: fault, I'm fog... sure it wasn't, but the fact remains, we're stuck here now. Quite true.
8: The fog isn't usually this enveloping. It'll be gone by morning, I'm sure. If you'd care to remain here tonight, you are most welcome. There are only three bedrooms available, however, and I'm afraid they haven't been aired for some time.
4: Miss Clinton very kindly helped us after the accident. I blew the horn of my car.
8: And I heard it. So I went to see what was going on. Where are we? In an abandoned village around 15 kilometers from Millen.
4: Any chance we could get there tonight?
8: The visibility's nil. I personally wouldn't attempt.
4: Won't
6: you sit down, Miss Clinton? Tell me, how did you get out here?
8: On a bicycle. By a path that goes straight through the woods. But I'm sure I'd never find it again now the fog's so thick.
6: I might find it on my motorbike.
8: It's idiotic. Aren't you coming? How did you find yourself here?
6: I must have taken a wrong turn. I obviously turned to the right by mistake.
8: No, you turned left, all right. But instead of carrying straight on, you took another turn that brought you here. But we suddenly found ourselves in a cemetery. There's a network of small roads leading to the valley. You took the one that comes to the cemetery, but luckily you found your way here. And now you know how easy it is to get lost.
6: Why didn't you turn back to Millen when you saw the fog beginning to come down? It
8: seemed more sensible to spend the night down here. You see, this is my house, and I often come here, though... I live in Millen. What does surprise me is that Someone like you should lose your way when you know the area so well. But I... I'm a good physiognomist, generally. What does that mean? I've seen you many times. I don't remember ever having seen you. We belong to two different worlds.
4: I'm not surprised to hear you say that. I keep having the sensation that we've crossed the frontier between the real and the unreal.
7: I've never heard anybody mention this place before. That's not
8: surprising. The inhabitants abandoned it years ago.
4: I imagine they had a very good reason for doing so, don't you think?
8: Of course, there are a lot of stories. The country folk around here are superstitious. A mysterious epidemic occurred. They say the victims died by being bitten in the throats by a vampire who drained their blood. In any case, everyone left the village. I heard the 12 people died in one night. And when their bodies were found the following morning, Their relatives buried them here in the cemetery. And then everyone left this place forever, abandoning their houses, their land, everything they owned. Oh, God, do you hear that?
6: It's coming from in here.
8: Please, don't open it. It's years since I went down to the cellar. The last time I saw a rat. I'm terrified of rats, so I keep that door bolted. And the electricity's been cut off tonight. It makes me a little nervous.
4: Well, if that's a rat, it's a damn big one. I'll try to kill it with my gun. Open the door.
8: Please. No. My nerves won't stand it. I beg you not to open that door.
5: All right, as you wish.
6: Well, whatever it was, it's gone away.
8: I've noticed that you have an interest in that family portrait. It's Julia Clinton.
6: Yeah. She resembles you a lot.
8: And my aunt was a very eccentric woman. She was a witch, so they say. Maybe that's why she made a collection of all those weird pictures. <laughs> it might explain it. In actual fact, I don't know anything for certain. I in this house long after everyone else deserted the place. And there were only those graves out there in the cemetery to show that people had once been here and had the life drained out of them by a vampire.
6: Did she inhabit the place alone?
8: No, she found she had to employ a man to act as valet, gardener, chauffeur. He was really extremely tall and ugly, but she trusted him, and evidently drove her Rolls Royce very well, until one day he got drunk and crashed it into the cemetery wall just outside the house. They were both killed immediately. Both killed? Yes, in 1942. She had her head
2: crushed jesus fucking christ
3: right well um they make mention there uh that uh of how they died and including the fact that elsa has said she had seen something in the man who was coming after his chest well she checked and then well what they said at the end there is that the steering wheel went into the driver's chest um and so elsa has an episode she runs out of the the building uh but they you know they're able to get her back inside um the mm-hmm. The kind of asshole dude says that uh, these kind of outbursts have been normal since her father died. Uh, It was a scandal when she died as he died in bed with one of her friends. Um, The lady of the house is taking care of Elsa in her room. When the uh, creeper walks, it gives her a tranquilizer to help her sleep. A creeper comes walking in and uh, he's like, hey, ladies need any help? And she's like, nah, you can go ahead and get the fuck out of here. So he does. He gets to his own room where he's going to stay of the night, there's a lot of creepy paintings and everything, and he starts getting panicky.
2: All oh, those paintings, um, by the way, are Hieronymus Bosch paintings. Okay, and every bedroom has one of his paintings, and yeah. they're fucking horrific and really, really cool, but still fucking horrific. Yeah, you don't want Bosch in a place you sleep, obviously, unless you're yeah. me. If you're me, you <laughs> could probably sleep just fine with a Bosch hanging right above you. <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking weird. <laughs> Like, I'm going to argue, no, I'm not.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the groups are, you know, every particular group, they're all getting ready for bed. Uh, Creeper really starts losing it and in his room, like those paintings, everything's just bothering him. Um, the young couple, actually, they check out the forbidden door and the, the dude's like, you know, I just don't buy her story because all of this is, you know, just, it's, it goes, it's pretty unbelievable for this to be her story because the door is so new and it's not like, it hasn't been closed for as long as she says it has. Yeah. And he Columbo's
2: in- the fuck out. of everything that she says
3: and he's determined to check that shit out and that's the end of that 20 minutes
2: all right we've got a lot of story that's being laid out here The first 20 minutes, we have all of the drama as to why these people are all in a hurry, but that's all over now. They're all stuck in the fog, the death fog on Foggy Death Road. Yeah. They are in the murder mansion just adjacent to the vampire haunted cemetery that, by the way, this is all due to a witch who is the ancestor of the girl who is currently visiting the home. This is her ancestral home, which is abandoned, but she still comes back to. And the driver of said witch and witch died in a car accident, but they left the car where they crashed in the cemetery. when. And everybody else abandoned it because of vampires. Um, But the bodies were removed and buried somehow. And the driver apparently has a steering wheel embedded in his chest, which we did kind of see, and we didn't really dwell on our talk about because the film doesn't go super close. When I watched it on my projector for the first time with this Blu Ray, I could kind of tell. Yeah, he's got a steering wheel kind of stuck in his chest.
3: Yeah, and he's got (laughs) red eyes.
2: Yeah, that like kind of glow. Like they, depending upon um, what where they have it set up in the scene, you have like glowing red eyes at certain points too. Yeah, there's some really creepy stuff that they're laying down here and it feels like they are doing some supernatural stuff and for a moment you're wondering maybe these people are all dead and this is just some kind of weird purgatory where they're all stuck like exterminating angel style or some shit
3: yeah right some yeah maybe they're all dead already and this is just their hell it's together
2: right which makes it really fun to watch this spooky stuff with that in mind where it's like maybe this is just this is just their eternity now maybe they are all dead and they just play out the same bullshit drama over and over again
3: right <laughs> and if so fuck them
2: <laughs> but anyway uh i'm really digging it so far all this weird yeah. gothic stuff like the ghost stories that she's telling in the manor like this is classic gothic style horror like real uh mario bava black sabbath kind of shit going on in this right now you know like mm-hmm. it, it's real spooky and real fucking gothic and i'm really fucking feeling it and like everything's really just
3: really off-putting and so, yeah, it's kind of enjoyable. Yeah. And
2: it's off putting in a way where you're like, Oh, these people are fucked. Like you're not scared for yourself. You're just like, all oh, these people have clearly made a bad choice and they are fucked. And you know, it's coming. You're just waiting they, for it. They all took
3: the fucking fog of death road. So what do you want from us?
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't go down foggy death road on the night of foggy death.
3: Yeah. It's that's, we'll, you know, you don't do that. Things are going to be all right.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, the night is always foggy death night. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. F- foggy death night is the night you want to stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
2: <laughs> I'm ready to move on.
3: All right. Next 20. So the young folks, they check out, they go inside the forbidden area, and they see no scratches on the door. So he's like, it's not a mouse. There's no scratches on this door. Um, we see uh, some peeps. They're all sleeping. And then we also see someone walking in the woods. Uh, the young couple, they leave the little area, of the door, and they're back in the main hall where they're sleeping. And they decide to get down. So... So they're going to get down. This is um, really
2: bold of them, man, like stripping yeah. down and just going at it when there's like yeah. a loft area where they could be watched Roman style from above.
3: Yep, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but, you know, to be young and proud of your body, I suppose, I just don't know what that's like.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, the creepy dude, he has a nightmare and he wakes up and he's like, oh, fuck, okay. I, uh, you know, he, he's getting up. Uh, he, uh, he walks around and he sees the young people, young people sleeping together. They're, they're dumb boning now They're just in the afterglow of laying there. Uh, Then uh, we cut back to... Elsa, she remembers a ball, uh, and her dad is dancing with a younger lady. Uh, creepy dude then goes into Elsa's room, and she wants him out, and he, like, screams at him to leave, and he calls her a man-hater because he's a bitch, and then he leaves.
2: She does not want you, you drunk piece of shit. That doesn't mean she's a man-hater. It just means she doesn't want to fuck you.
3: Yeah, no one wants you, dude, you know? No one wants you, you
2: rapist piece of shit. (sighs) I know you're yelling at him, but I'm the only other person here. Oh,
3: sorry. (laughs) That
2: could seem unsettling.
3: (laughs) Words hurt, Matt. Words hurt. (laughs) She uh, again remembers this ball in talking to her father, and that is our next clip. Everything all right, Dad? Pretty good. I feel more like your brother. You're cute tonight.
7: You wouldn't think so if you were sober. I'm only your daughter. Oh. May I have a jazz
5: Uh, you may look good, but you're a foul mood.
7: I admit you're a handsome man, Dad. Oh, thanks. But one thing gives away your age.
5: That's interesting to tell.
7: Your preoccupation with little girls. Oh, that. <laughs> your behavior's disgusting. You were propositioning that child.
5: Adeline's no child. She's your age.
7: I know that. Today it's Adeline. It'll be her little sister next i need
5: to find out if she likes old Ben too. No, thanks, Elsa. I manage alone. I don't usually sleep with my daughter's college friends. At least, not many. <laughs> I take it you had a row with Ernest again. Yes, I did. I'm happy to hear it. Let me warn you. He's a scoundrel, a good-for-nothing. Ernest is extremely rich. That's what he likes you to think. He'll get through his inheritance and the- Sorry, I beg to differ. Have it your own way. I warned you. Now, if you'll excuse me. I have someone waiting.
0: A martini, very dry.
7: Ernest, I didn't expect you. I'm glad you could make it.
0: Really? Do you want to start again?
9: I don't see why not.
0: Be reasonable, Elsa. I'm no longer at that age when love can blind one. I see what you, you are. Capricious, dominating, a spoiled child.
7: You mean you don't want me?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I'm crazy about you and you know it, but your behavior is unbearable, Elsa.
7: Oh, I'm not so awful.
2: All right, then. Let's try again. Come on. Let's go. And here's a whole bunch of backstory.
3: Yeah, so you know, there's there's obviously issues with her and her father. He's a <laughs> rich know?
2: old man who will not be told that he can't sleep with women that are his daughter's age.
3: You know, part of me thinks that's a problem.
2: I mean, it's very clearly a problem, and it's also something that's uh, what I would call a Trumpism.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although wouldn't the Trumpism be you want to date your daughter? Well, he did <laughs> pretty much.
2: He did pretty much say that as well in Ah, that clip. He alluded to it rather lavishly in a way as if he didn't see a problem with it some fucked up people in this world my man when you have enough money to completely just buy off anybody that you want and you can make things go away you would pretty much not be shocked at the depths of depravity with which you would explore to just see what you can get away with and what your money can buy you
3: i'm for a fact not surprised about what some people do in their worlds you know fucking
2: assholes yeah well let's move on
3: yeah i mean we don't need to get into that show um
2: <laughs> yeah this is not psychosemantic cast we don't need to do a complete breakdown about money yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah right Redistribution. Well, didn't cause problems. <laughs> Alright, well they uh those two leave the ball and they decide to head back to her place. Um then we cut back to the present day, and she's having a cigarette, and then she goes right back into the past. It was a weird cut. I don't know why they did it. They in the back in the past, they go into a room, she strips down and lays on the bed, and he caresses her, and she thinks about uh how like this is all happening in her dad's bed. She not she even says it, you know. I've been doing the guy you don't like, Dad, in your house, in your own room. Uh, back to the so obviously there's some issues there. Um, you think? <laughs> so then, uh, we get back to the uh, present day again, and uh, the creep is getting drunk. He's just he's got a flask. He's just getting way hammered. Um, he goes to the host lady's room, and she tells him to come on in. And then we see the chauff- chauffeur figure standing there. Uh, the then we cut to the young lady in the main hall. She wakes up all alone, and she sees that the forbidden doors open. Uh, cut back into the host lady's room. She asks the creep to turn around. He sees the red-eyed chauffeur. Uh, the creep has a heart attack, falls, and dies. The host lady is smiling, so, uh, we have our first death And the plot thickens. So the young lady, she gets dressed and she enters the forbidden door. As she looks for the dude, uh, she sees all those weird paintings, more of those weird paintings and rats. Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of
2: Hieronymus Bosch everywhere in this house.
3: Yeah. Then, uh, uh, her candle goes out, she hears a door open, and then a dude grabs her. And she's scared, but it's actually the, the, her friend, or the other young guy. Um, he said he found this tunnel to a crypt in a family chapel. Um... We cut back to uh uh Elsa. She uh goes back in time yet again. Here she has visions of her dad and her husband yelling at her that you know they're not perfect, and most of this is all her fault. Her dad yelling how he's not a perfect man, but yo, know, he tried his best. The husband yelling, yeah, I might not be perfect, but you shut me away, and like you're you're not even a wife to me, all that kind of stuff. Uh so it's all these visions that she has all her fault. Uh, we're back to the present day, and host lady visits us. Elsa it offers her you know because she could tell that she had a nightmare and stuff it says hey I'll sleep with you here for a bit and Elsa says yeah I I do just need to sleep so you know the the host lady will stay there while she sleeps
2: Um, no no (laughs)
3: well the couple go exploring again uh and that is our next clip this passage under the
6: garden must have been built to reach the crypt of Martha Clinton's family whatever it is it's a spooky place that's very strange
9: why I don't see anything strange about it.
6: Someone's removed the cover of this coffin. Hmm. Look, Julie Clinton, 1864 to 1942. When she died, she was nearly 80 years old. Julie Clinton? It means that Miss Clinton's story was true.
9: But if she and her chauffeur were killed, I think we see that man on the way here?
6: That's what I want to find out.
9: Can you see anything?
6: nothing inside. Well? I don't understand it. She's either making fools of both of us with her fables about vampires, or there's something most peculiar going on around here.
9: Do you think the vampire was her aunt?
6: I'm not sure, but there's a lot of evidence to make Make me... you think so? Well, yes.
9: If you're trying to scare me any more than I am already, you're wasting your time.
6: I'm not trying to scare you. It's just that I'm trying to the bottom of this goddamn mystery.
2: And it's at this point I'm getting heavy Scooby-Doo vibes the very first time I watch this movie.
3: Yeah, and also that's the end of that 20 minutes before we head into the final 30. All
2: right. He's seeing through a lot of stuff that the main lady who says that her name is Martha Clinton, but we're not really sure if that can even be trusted because so far he has disproved everything that she's had to say. She's not trying to hide just the rats or whatever it is that she's afraid of. She's trying to hide the fact that there is this Pathway between the cemetery chapel and the house that goes underground. Yeah. Like she was trying to hide this crisscrossing catacomb pathway thing.
3: And he's Yeah, he's, she's 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 definitely trying to hide this area. Obviously, her story's bumpkiss. He believes like this whole thing's like, yeah, I could tell this story was bumpkiss. He he knows exactly that she was a liar. So And what's not only what's the point?
2: yeah, but not only that, he is now trying to find out what her intentions are and like like he's going to start snooping around. And you say yeah. the lady gets dressed, but what she pretty much does is just zip up his leather jacket over top of her naked body. On, on that the, is the, true. On the top half. And I just got to say that the leather jacket as shirt look for this lady works so well. That outfit that she has in the catacombs, I could not stop staring at her. And Well, there's
3: f- a scene back in the restaurant where she's like, it almost seems like she's coming out of the bathroom getting dressed, buttoning up her shirt. And it was like, Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I really found this outfit it's particularly fetching where she's got the, just the leather jacket as a top and the jeans i was like that fucking rocks girl you are rocking
3: it go for it we get it you have a thing calm down
2: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just did I, I really enjoyed that and i wanted to kind of focus in on that the catacombs are unbelievably fucking creepy there is not yes there is not a scene down here that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable and scared that's <laughs> Also a fact, yeah. And the fact that they have even more of those god-awful fucking Bosch paintings that are, like, terrifying in a catacomb that leads to the family crypt is even more fucking creepy and terrifying like
3: it really is
2: like what i want to know now that i'm the person that i am that has already seen this film is when was that installed was that put in there by the people who originally owned the house because that's like decades of just building up creepiness or was this part of what was staged for what was supposed to happen tonight
3: yeah, ooh, that's really good. I think it was mainly staged.
2: Okay, we'll talk about it more once we get revealed what was actually staged and what wasn't by the end of the film, and then we can kind of discuss it. But I just wanted to bring that up, like those the, the serious, creepy atmosphere, everything that's going on here, like just how much of it is a part of what we're about to reveal.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is was all done before this huge reveal we're getting ready to
2: have? Right. Like at what point? point was this actually staged or is it the original creepiness because those catacombs obviously had to be there between the house and then the chapel slash cemetery area for the family yeah. the crypt family crypt which is well of course for as old as the manor is and the fact that it's europe it's probably not that surprising and or creepy it's just still kind of creepy
3: it's it's still just Creeping the rest of us out. <laughs>
2: I mean, an underground catacomb to the family crypt is just fucking cool to me. But to everybody else, that's a big no-no for sleeping in that house at night. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, and you gotta understand that. I mean, that's just—it's kind of weird,
2: right? I'm just saying. For everybody else, I can see where that's a super no-no creep-out factor. Where I'm going down there with just a flashlight, and I'm gonna spend some time down there.
3: Yeah, and, and just uh, you know, in the quietness, in <laughs> the quiet times, and the, <laughs> and the super super secret dark night times
2: right i'm not going straight to the crypt to rob that rich ass fucking family and what they may have left there of
3: course not we are good people we would never rob rich people that's terrible what who are we talking about let's move on good idea uh all right the final 30 but although although this final 30 packs a, a more of a wallop than the rest of the times all put together.
2: The bulk of really. what everybody remembers about the film is in the final 30 minutes.
3: Yeah, this is where uh, a lot more of this story is going to happen. Alright, so um, Elsa, she uh, rolls over and she looks and host lady is now old now. She's old and scary looking, kind of like the painting in her in her place. She looks exactly uh,
2: so, like the fucking painting, yes.
3: Yeah, so she runs away. Uh, she tries going out the front door, but the chauffeur man is there, so she closes it.
2: I would run from that guy too not only does he have a steering wheel sticking out of his chest he's fucking gigantic
3: yeah all of that shit it's uh it's a scary time so anyway she then grabs like a log from the fire that's lit only on one end so a perfect torch and she enters the forbidden door as the host lady starts coming down the stairs as she goes through the caverns and everything she sees the asshole dude's wife she's on a hook and dead and at this point elsa passes out the young couple uh they're checking the cemetery and they see uh the creeper dude who appears to be shooting at him uh then they get close to him and they realize why well, he couldn't have been shooting at him he's dead and has been dead for a while even though that gun is hot um uh then they uh look up and they see the chauffeur and the lady are there um then the creep's body falls down they look and then they look back up and the two are gone the the chauffeur and the old lady and they are gonna decide they're going to take the body back to the house. They get back to the house, uh, and the host lady answers the doors. Are knocking on it, and that's our next clip.
8: Now, please tell me what you were doing out there. Porter's dead, dead.
3: But how?
4: Have you seen my wife?
8: No. Why?
4: Well, she just disappeared.
6: Disappeared.
4: Yes, we went to sleep last night, and when I woke up, there was nobody beside me. I took the liberty of knocking on Elsa's door. But there was nobody there either.
6: You're saying that both Elsa
4: and your wife have disappeared? Yes. I've searched everywhere and found no trace. Oh, my heavens. What's the matter with Mr. Porter? He's dead, I'm afraid. I don't believe it. How did it happen? He had a heart
6: attack. Probably brought on by a great shock. But we can't know for sure until there's an autopsy.
9: I hate to change the subject but I smell burning.
3: So do I.
5: Look, it's coming from there. You're right.
2: I do not remember ever seeing this guy's wife actually die. You don't, you just see your body. Alright, this is where people I can see would say that it feels like things are cut out but she's just dead all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, she's just dead all of a sudden, but
3: kinda. So anyway, uh, <laughs> the right. group runs into the, the area and they find the fire and the guy's wife hanging there. there. Uh, that guy sees it, he runs out and collapses. The host lady goes to check on him. The young guy gabs Elsa and carries her out of the room as the young lady tries and puts out the fire. We see a man walking through uh the fog the young man he leaves the lady and elsa together locked in a room uh with the gun, and he says he's gonna get out of here and find the truth. So they bear the young lady and Elsa barricade themselves in a room with the gun. He comes down there and he tells the host lady and the old dude, as they're both sitting there, that he's gonna go make it to the next town and get help. They both are like, You won't be able to make it. He goes, I have to try. The host lady tells him that after she gets some you know, doctors to help Elsa to get the cops right away. As he he walks away, he waits till the door shuts, and then he turns around and he sneaks right back there and he goes right back to the access to the crypt area so he that was a lie he's gonna find out what's going on here now we see a man he's walking around uh uh, and it's almost like he's taking pictures of the dead wife that's on the hook this man whoever's walking down here um the uh young lady she's getting elsa some clothes and uh she opens up uh some uh one of the wardrobes there and we see the dead late, the dead wife that uh, the asshole's wife her face is there and it comes at her uh they both run out of the room and all of a sudden we see the old lady is back and she's coming as well they're stuck in between the dead wife of the old lady so they uh lock themselves in a room in a different bedroom and it's the bedroom of the old asshole and his wife after they barricade the door all of a sudden that man's wife she pops up in the bed she's she had to take sleeping pills in order to fall asleep due to her insomnia and she's all groggy and shit she's not dead so we don't know what's happening out there
2: it appears that she was dead in the basement but she's been out cold and asleep in this bed all night
3: yeah yeah this is uh so we don't know whose body that was whose face that was coming at him but it's all kind of horse shit and smelling horse shit
2: yeah whoever it was whatever that was it is not the wife she's been drugged yeah
3: so uh then we cut back to that one person, whoever this mystery person is, down there. And he plays a tape of all that breath- hard breathing that we heard earlier. Uh, just then, this person looks out of the forbidden door. And they see the host lady there. And she takes off the old lady mask that she had on. And, uh, and uh, all that makeup up and throws it in the fire as the dead creepy dude stays on the couch. Um, then we cut to the young man who leaves the crypt. And he's attacked by the chauffeur. They fight. They have a really good fight. And the young man puts up a fight, but he gets choked out. As the chauffeur walks by the car, he takes a look at himself, and he takes off the chauffeur mask. show he's just some normal dude, some hired muscle. Um,
2: Although he looks a little weirder with the mask off and the hair revealed. You're like, whoa. Yeah, right. I was not expecting that. Like stark red, right? Look
3: at that flat
2: top, too. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> good times
3: um so uh the ladies are who are in the bedroom they're not doing well Elsa's creep freaking out uh the other lady won't wake up the host lady then burns uh, as I said she burns the old lady mask she's burning the, oh, everything then all of a sudden the rude old dude shows up he's in a black robe and he's holding the mask of what was his you know the dead wife's face so it was him wearing that he throws it into the fire and this is our final clip
4: my congratulations it worked perfectly. Easily the best performance of your illustrious career. Too bad it wasn't a theater. It's curious to what point a human being can be terrorized. Porter's heart literally stopped beating. Else has been driven insane. And those two kids are convinced that Porter's body shot them. Without realizing that the only live bullet was the one left deliberately in the gun. That all the others we blanks.
8: We must destroy the loudspeakers and tape recordings as soon as possible.
4: Igor will take care of that. Don't worry about it.
8: It'll be dawn soon. We must hurry. I can just imagine the faces of the policemen when those two start talking about walking corpses and vampires.
4: And when we tell them that nothing happened here at all?
8: They'll probably end up in an asylum, along with Elsa. Certainly. Uh, it's you.
4: Everything went very smoothly, in fact, exactly as we planned There's a minor detail that should be cleared up. The cost of the operation, we would like double.
2: All right, so they knew these people were all going to be crossing paths, and he made sure that that Porter guy was stuck there by purposely hitting his car. Yes. Because he wanted him there, and then the uh, other accidents were pretty much one way, shape, or form.
3: I think the only people who weren't expected to be there was the couple on the motorcycle. Yeah. They're the wild cards. Yes, Everyone else, in my opinion, is supposed to be there.
2: Yeah, because his motorcycle kind of, he crashed it on his own, and they are the only other wild car because they probably tampered with the lady's car to make it happen or did something with having to do with the fog for that accident to take place.
3: She knows the roads except for, you know, so she's going off memory, so they put an object in the way there. That's because she was heavily confused. Because like, I no, I was going the right way. I shouldn't have ran into anything. So I think they put an obstacle there knowing that the fog would be there that night.
2: Oh, that's a possibility. Yeah, I could totally see that even. Yeah, they, they might yeah. have set it up as well. So uh, the motorcycle couple being the only wild card, I 100% agree with as well. We're not completely done yet, so let's move on.
3: Yes. Well, all right. So... Uh, they, of course, the, this mystery man who comes up, uh, apparently played the whole thing. Well, what happens when you always ask the person who set up a nefarious plan for more money? Well, they bring, usually bring out a gun and they're threatening them, this person. We don't know who it is yet. Then the chauffeur walks in and the mystery person shoots the chauffeur. Uh, we see the ladies hear the gunshot, but the asshole's wife still cannot wake up. Um, the mystery man then shoots old dude. Uh, he, then he takes Igor's gun, shoots the old dude with that. Then he shoots the host lady down dead as she begs. Then he throws the dead wife mask into the fire. Uh, and then we see the man is Elsa's husband. So this is the person who's been setting all this up was Elsa's husband the whole time.
2: Which is why he was one town over banging somebody else.
3: Yep. He puts the two different guns in the two different peeps' hands to make it look like it was a shootout. Um, then the young man, we we cut back to him, he wakes up in the cemetery. Uh, Elsa's Husband then takes down the wife, the dead wife mannequin, the fake mannequin that was hanging there. He cuts it up and he puts it in a big bag, you know, to help hide it. Um, the young man he gets into the house and he sees the scene before him. He looks for the ladies and finally finds them in the bedroom. He says that they need to go to help get the cops. And she's like, Well, I don't know. Should we leave Elsa? And and this person, he goes, Well, we, we gotta go. We we got I mean, we gotta get help. Um, the husband, he packs up the fake body. The two young people, they leave. Elsa then gets up and leaves the room. She walks downstairs. She trips and falls onto one of the bodies. Um, But she grabs the gun that the body was holding. Her husband walks out. Elsa sees him. And she shoots her husband a lot. Also, she sees her father as she also shoots him. So she lost her mind and keeps shooting, killing them, killing her husband. I think then she pretty also,
2: much figures it out when her husband's there. What happened?
3: I don't know. I don't think so. I Maybe not uh, because she's been like seeing these visions because she also the vision she was shooting her father. So I think she's just fucking fed up with those two and wants them dead.
2: <laughs> well, the man and her father were both people she would want to kill and she's pretty much been driven to the brink by everything that's happened to her tonight so if she's believing everything that's happening she may just be shooting just because what she's seeing is something she needs to destroy
3: i mean this is very true as well i'm just yeah i'm putting it out there yeah so she, then elsa falls she kind of has her own little paper clips moment as she cries we leave with the young couple they're on their bike hitting a main road the sun's coming up the fog's gone roll credits <laughs>
2: So that couple's not there at all in this equation. You take them out completely. And the only thing that you have is Elsa comes down after being driven mad and ends up shooting her husband who double crosses everybody that helped him.
3: Yes. So that, although the other people were trying to double cross him, I want more money too.
2: Right. Obviously. But what I'm kind of getting at here is he probably was going to kill them anyway.
3: Probably. I think so. That's <laughs> kind of was it, it hitting me at that. Everyone was going to die. He was going to hide everything. He was just going to make it look like Elsa. Elsa had gone crazy.
2: Right. But the kids not like the kids on the bike that are there, the husband may or may not have known that. So he wouldn't have gotten away with it anyway because they are actually there, but they don't affect the outcome of what was going to happen this night in any way, shape or form other than possibly offering Elsa a modicum of comfort and helping her feel slightly safe in certain parts when they're around and then snooping around when they shouldn't be sussing things out that it's, you know, old man winter trying to rob his rich wife of her stuff by making Making her go crazy and put her in an asylum so he's in control of it and he can do what he wants. Yeah.
3: Yeah exactly
2: (laughs) and then killing everybody who wanted more money from him to keep quiet so just to make sure that it's over with which he was pretty much gonna do anyway and what a dick so the kids go and they're gonna spin whatever kind of a tale but when the cops get there they're just gonna find a completely devastated elsa in some kind of an odd state who may end up killing herself by a cop for pulling a gun on them as well but at the same
3: time then they're gonna find elsa's fingerprint that she had shot her husband dead and then the only person left there is going to be this sleeping wife,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the part that I absolutely love. The fucking scumbag lawyer is clearly yeah. in on this, but he drugged his wife and then participated in all this other stuff. You know? Yeah, exactly. You you think they would like? You think they would have used the dummy in such a way to where they would have had noises like and made it sound like the lady was like slowly dying or had blood come off of it? That they would have done something like this is a relatively bloodless film, and I get it that yeah. the, the whole entire plot is to gaslight uh, Elsa into insanity so that her husband can get her money. I totally get that, but when you're first watching it, they have to sell the spook factor a little bit more because you pretty much can figure it out. I mean, like, they use the actress to pretend like she's a dummy until we see it later on, that it's supposed to be a dummy, and then it's clearly a dummy that doesn't look anything like the actress that was hanging there, you know? And so, we're led to believe that the husband who's involved on this made a bolt of his wife's head for these purposes.
3: Yeah, he must have, probably Yo, know, she has insomnia probably gave her sleeping pills and then had something made of her
2: <laughs> casting someone's head when they're unconscious from a sleeping pill is really fucking dangerous and dumb
3: yeah it doesn't seem like this guy would probably have cared though
2: <laughs> that's fair uh the, the whole entire plan i admit runs on a whole lot of convenience and yes this is pretty much a scooby-doo giallo but yeah, you get like a shootout of death at the very end, and it's more of like a gaslight film than a Jalo to me, and like yeah, just straight up horror for gaslighting. You know,
3: that's that's what it seems like, yeah, because that's what I think it is. It's it's I don't it's more like I don't, I don't know about a gaslight film, but it's. Uh, well, they're
2: trying to drive her insane. Like they're literally trying to break a human mind from fear um, in, yeah, a, in that's a haunted true. house. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like he, haunted,
3: apparently he can't seem to kill her. So he's going <laughs> to do something
2: else. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he kills her, he doesn't inherit anything. Apparently he needs to just drive her crazy so that he can be the executor of her estate.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if she dies, he doesn't get anything or it's too, you know, dangerous or it's too gross or it's I don't know it's fucking it's something it's too suspicious there's a fucking word
2: (laughs) yeah maybe it's that she's just it's too suspicious if she dies But this is a lot of fucking work to try and drive another human being crazy, so clearly she must have enough money to make it worth it. This is basically like the same plot line of Haunted Honeymoon, only they're trying to scare him so that he's no longer afraid of thunderstorms.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, she's obviously, I mean, obviously it's a tremendous amount of wealth, and, uh, you know, we kind of heard him even talk about it, how- you know how much it was and it, or he, like how she wasn't the same after all of that happened so or, you know she got control
2: of it yeah she kind of turned into her father a little bit because of the resentment she, that she had for her dad she turned into what she hated her father yeah and the whole reason that she dated the guy we even see that in the flashbacks she only gave the guy the chance just because her father hated him she literally just married him for that or just started getting with him again for that and that reason alone Even to go so far as probably the first time that they had sex back together as a couple was in her father's fucking bed.
3: Yeah, probably you're right. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, that's what was going on. definitely had
3: some issues. The
2: only (laughs) reason that she is with him at all. So he probably knows that it's not going to be too much of a push. Although the direction that they end up taking, I'm not sure I understand why, other than it's just a work to get us to this spooky haunted house film where they're driving a person slowly insane.
3: Yeah, and it's... That's horrific, but again, people do fucked up shit for money.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's completely implausible, but it makes for a really cool fucking horror film. As you're watching the whole way through. Yeah. And the wacky, kind of zany nature of everything and how things don't really seem all that real or scary to you. When you get the reveal at the end, it doesn't really make you feel cheated because what's real is the fact that this man is trying to slowly drive his wife insane and is killing people that are in the way of that being able to happen effectively. Yeah, right. Just for the sake of getting her out of the way for her money. Like, that's even more horrific than the fact that a witch is resurrecting from the dead and all the supernatural shit. For me, yeah, personally, the fact that they would be so brazen as to use the supernatural shit to further their cause just makes it that much cooler for me. Yeah,
3: good. You know, I mean, good for them that they had a plan and they worked on it. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's nefarious as fuck, but when you want the money, you're going to do nefarious as fuck.
3: Yeah, I mean, you, when you feel like you really need it. So, But the guy turned out to be exactly who her father said it was, and maybe she just can't handle that kind of thought, too.
2: I think that may be why she shot him, because I'm sure she had to know that he had something to do with the hell that she'd just been through that night or, or whatever. Maybe she finally just saw him for who he really was and just yeah. stopped worrying about all the money that's in her life because, you know, this hell nightmare her life clear her to her for whatever reason watching her blow him away is one of the most satisfying endings of a movie for me personally
3: yeah that was that was really good stuff <laughs> i liked that a lot that was that was great i know she's
2: <laughs> i know she is wrecked as a human being and she's got a lot of therapy work to go through but you know what this may have been a wake-up call for her this is clearly the rock bottom that she needed to start getting help and becoming a better person yeah
3: exactly because she so was for her. she
2: was harboring some serious shit and doing some horrible shit herself apparently
3: yeah apparently things weren't all that great i mean apparently she wasn't doing all that great for herself either because yeah she turned into her dad so
2: (laughs) right she needed to get some kind of counseling before all of this took place and hopefully this will be another thing that she can work through via therapy and lots of work on her own
3: yeah I, i don't think she's gonna be back
2: (laughs) just saying (laughs) yeah that's probably true so now that we have that even more down note that this woman's life is ruined even though we watched her blow away her asshole of a husband yeah i guess i'll just throw it to the resurrects with graveyard girl to try and cheer us up and we'll do some psyop news after this fucking a Resurrects with Graveyard Girl, which I am pretty sure that I may or may not have played on this show before, but if you're not listening to the Pirate Radio Edit, you're not hearing it anyway. But you can probably yeah. find it out there. Resurrects with Graveyard Girl.
3: They'll never find it.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Well, you should make them feel better by giving them some PSYOP
3: news. I found this story. I did the work. <laughs> this is mine.
2: <laughs> Matt did his job, everybody.
3: So this is... No, no props go out to anybody. <laughs> Afraid of a job. Uh, swinging gone wrong. Crazed woman attacks couple with samurai sword after they refused to have a threesome.
2: Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. Whoa. <laughs> the loving three-way with a corpse. <laughs> mm.
3: Although the, this, wasn't, this wasn't that. Uh... Uh, th- there's actually video of this so uh, uh, so i mean Just that should be pretty it. good so
2: here's matt's quick review of the video as he watches it
3: this is like traces of death fucked porno uh so okay uh swinger um who's 40 used to have sex with the couple whose nicknames are air 35 and his wife note 38 it's gonna but they cut ties with her cock. Over a year ago, after refusing an invite for group sex with Um's Bangkok-based boyfriend. And we're back to dicks. Um, subsequently broke off her relationship with that man, but the couple claimed she continued to pester them for threesomes, despite ha- them having rejected her advances on a number of occasions. I have the most confused erection right now. I don't know why. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the 40-year-old ignored the cold shoulder and continued to harass Aaron note who live in, uh, Petchabun, until one final refusal on Monday caused her to snap.
2: I think that's going in the spank bank.
3: Outrageous footage has emerged. Uh, which shows a long-haired um standing outside the couple's house swinging what appears to be a samurai sword towards the pair as they sheltered behind their front door. I've had seven dicks inside of me. The attacker, wearing a sequined blue dress, took the <laughs> sword out of its hilt to show the couple the razor-sharp blade before resheathing it and attempting to use
2: it as blunt force weapon. Don't threaten to cut off my cock for $60. <laughs> Where did that one come from? Jesus. It was somebody owed somebody 60 bucks. Uh, and they were she, gonna, uh, later, they were gonna like cut off their balls. We did it with fancy because here's another. That's one.
3: right, My dick and balls yeah, yeah, are yeah. worth a lot more than sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. She later ran the open blade through the crack between the front door and the door frame, but miraculously no one was hurt. That's
2: Jesus. insane.
3: This, I mean, there's video of this.
2: <laughs> it must be they, a they, ring video, right?
3: No, no, it's someone. They did it on their phone while the, she was. The couple did it while she was uh, all over
2: them. That's insane.
3: Uh, speaking to Dane. Note said we kept quiet about what ha- was happening for a long time because we we're swingers and we didn't want anyone to know. Can't Society doesn't mail. view. Well, what- can
2: probably fix that for a blowy.
3: Society doesn't view, doesn't view what we do in a good light, and we didn't want our neighbors knowing. The See, if everyone was just course. cool with everyone else, this shit wouldn't be so bad.
2: I'm advocating corpse fucking here. She states we
3: <laughs> they had the- she states that they had some really great times with um in the past, but now she's crazy and desperate for sex, and they can't help her.
2: <laughs> Apparently. Ooh, is
3: that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? When she turned up with a sword, we felt we had to go public and shame her. Yeah, you think? You think now's a good enough time to do that? Uh, It was probably before the
2: sword. It was
3: probably before the sword. uh,
2: Okay. The point where she is harassing you, you definitely need to start looking into a restraining order, particularly when it's like, look, we do not want to have sex with you anymore, and we've cut ties with you, and you're not leaving us alone. That's when it's time to start thinking about a restraining order right then and there, because this is what it will eventually escalate to if if they are not forced to get a clean break. If they don't
3: take no for an answer, then you got to get the... The hell out of there. Yeah. it's a, That's a no good, that's a no bueno situation for everyone involved. Get out. Faith in the blood. And, and alert people to what's going on. Does this make me gay? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anything makes you gay. Um, because I like abuse and free well, drugs. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. I started uh, doing the couple. Drugs after that. Yeah, I'm sure did. Uh, the couple said they had not complained to police about the alleged tax scene in the video and hoped that Um's newfound notoriety would be enough to discourage her for further harassment. I'm going to nope. kick shame you for the stabbing fetish. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Note's husband added, we avoided her because she started behaving badly. She even went to her house and talked to her son just to harass us into having sex with her. I have a raging erection. Eric said he believed that Um may have fallen in love with him and perhaps note too, reasoning that the 40-year-old nymphomaniac may have become delusional when the pair broke things off and left her alone. Man, that is just the worst hand job ever. Uh... <laughs> Uh, why are you coming in public movie polls so (laughs) they stated they did not report her to police then because it was embarrassing but it had gone too far now i just want her to disappear from our lives i would say yeah he said i felt she had a crush on me i thought it was just a simple attraction but when she was heartbroken she turned crazy the woman eventually left the scene after air had spent minutes pleading with her to calm down and go Air said that no one was hurt in the incident, but the couple expressed worry that their scorned mate will return to intimidate them further once the heat is tied down.
2: There you go, man. That's some
3: um, that's some stuff right there. That got uh,
2: dark real fucking fast, though, didn't it? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. I, but they didn't even alert the cops. I don't know. There were some funny parts in it, at least.
2: <laughs> I mean, the behavior is clearly she has a disorder and there's something very wrong with her to go that far.
3: Well, I think she had a boyfriend and everything was fine, but I I do believe she probably fell in love with one or both of the people in that coupling, and she just wanted to be with them, and then she just has problems there.
2: Okay, but there's a certain point to where a rational person with the right thinking of a brain would not go to the point of threatening them with a samurai sword.
3: Well, yeah, I'm not saying she's, you know, know, 100% there but uh, <laughs> I mean like in fact, I'm, I'm not saying that at all
2: I've, I've had some like obsessive like I can't let go kind of love but I never got to the I'm stabbing your fucking <laughs> door jam with a it's samurai to, sword kind of obsessive love it's
3: time, it's time to go check out uh, my samurai sword usage
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not I'm. I, I have never felt that dejected and hurt and in need of like acknowledgement of being alive from people in my life, like, ever. So I just, I can't understand the state with which you would get there. So yes, it might be a little bit for me to assume that maybe there is some kind of other mental health issue going on besides the fact that she felt heartbroken and dejected.
3: There's definitely... Uh, another there's there's some mental health going on other than the fact that she got dejected
2: because to to escalate to that level you know like something has to be there to cause that you know what i'm saying yeah and obviously if the couple did everything that they said that they did and we're going to take them at their word in this because why wouldn't we um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh they did nothing wrong other than to refuse to continue to have a relationship with her and she just grew to be more obsessed with one or both of them
3: yeah that's uh that's definitely how all of this sounds <laughs>
2: yeah so just don't if you get that far to where you want to destroy things because that person won't acknowledge that you're there that's not love anymore that's that's something that's unhealthy folks and don't don't be there
3: yeah, don't don't do that shit, guys. You're you're worth more than that.
2: <laughs> and there are people out there that will care for you and will make you feel loved yeah. in the way that you need to feel loved. Just not the exactly. couple that is repeatedly telling you to leave them alone.
3: Yeah, they're not going to be the people who you're looking for for this love.
2: (laughs) But it can be out there for you and it will be out there for you because if a hideous fucking chud like Matt Psyop can find love, so can you.
3: I mean, you're not wrong, but it was a dick move to say it out loud.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think we should just end the show on that note. So here's the ending Legion promo and after that we're going to have merciful fate with the grave.
10: (laughs) If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast Friday the 13th Gets Slayed The Hell Mean Power Hour Hello This Is the Doom Show Hero Hero Ghost Show Kill the Cast Underwater Kaiju From Outer Space Jerry Hates Action Legion After Dark Mental Health Obsessive Cinema Discourse Pick Six Movies The Podcast By the Cemetery The Podcast On Haunted Hill The Psycho Semantic Podcast Rick Radio House of Wax Dude Looks Like the 80s Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
2: Fucking fate and the grave. Oh my god, that guitar sound. That tone. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. Is I'm just fucking. Right I fucking love Merciful Fate. It's got me all amped up and ready to fucking close out the show, my dude. Word up. <laughs> so let us not tarry about. Let's get this over with so the folks can get on with their fucking lives, right?
3: Yeah, everyone wants to, you know, everyone's got shit to do. We're all, we're all
2: busy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's living a life that's post pandemic? Multiple question marks? Um, well, you better
3: react. That, there's gotta be a lot of question marks of that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, are we mid pandemic still, or is this just the eye of the uh... storm?
3: I don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know the kind of shit that's going on around right now. It's weird.
2: If you'd like to find previous episodes that are either pre, during, or declared posts and found out later to be during a pandemic, you can find all those previous instances at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. <laughs> that was a lot to get out.
3: That was Yeah, that was a lot, man. You almost ran out of breath on
2: that one. Good thing I have lung capacity like a motherfucker. What? If you'd like to find the repository for all things Cinema Psyops memes, you're going to want to head first to Instagram. That is the first place that they get dropped thrice daily during the working day for the working person. That is cinema underscore Psyops on the Instagram. Oh, I'm all over that, Insta. <laughs> all over the gram,
3: man. Got to be on the gram. Got to learn.
2: <laughs> yes, he's on the Instagram to follow the models and hasn't even ignored knowledge that i exist there as cinema underscore psyops
3: how dare you i acknowledge it I just don't care <laughs> just don't follow <laughs> it that's all <laughs>
2: You can also find me on Twitter, which is the next place that the memes get shared after they are dropped off at the Instagram, cinema underscore psyops. Yep.
3: Those memes are mixed in with all the porn bots. <laughs> that he weird. doesn't even know what he's retweeting.
2: <laughs> I'm at court underscore psyop there, and you don't know how much I dread that actually happening because you are <laughs> right. I have no idea if I just retweeted that or not.
3: He doesn't know if he's retweeting porn bots or fucking memes. He doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> even care. Listen to him.
2: <laughs> no, I care because of Jesus. I I don't want to retweet some of the shit I'm into. <laughs> I
3: don't know. With with our fan base, I, they're fine. They're fine. I don't think you can shock them.
2: That's fair, but also I don't want to try.
3: Yeah, alright. I get I get you there.
2: One of the places where you want to be real careful with how you do the shocking is our Facebook group because those rules suck there. Cinema Psyops in Facebook groups.
3: Yeah, they'll be coming for you.
2: <laughs> for things you posted seven or eight years ago in this group, I know because it's happening all the fucking time
3: all the time
2: I'm currently there as Court PsyOps on Facebook. I'm occasionally waving at you between tumbleweeds because nobody else is there anymore.
3: Yeah, right? No shit.
2: And if you just like to reach out to me the old-fashioned way because you got to write some kind of a dissertation or you just like the long-form email or you just want to write something a lot more formal like dear sir or madam, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com hit me up with the format you like on the email, I suppose. Yeah, why not? Well, while you're out there trying to figure out just how you want to <laughs> keep in contact with those that you love, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch What's up? You hear me? Yep.
3: Hold on one second. All right. And I'm recording. One, two, three.
2: <laughs> oh, man. My microphone's getting weird and I don't hear myself. Well, that's weird. Oh, I know what it is. Hang on. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, that's what it was. There
3: you go. And (laughs) I still hear you. So
2: we're all right. Yeah, it was still coming through. I could see it bouncing on all the various LED displays for my compressor and all that other stuff that I was talking super loud and all my gates were opening up. But that fucking aux cord that I never replaced every now and then, I just had to put a little weight on it.
3: Got to put a little weight on it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you put your weight on it, and then it works. Gotta give it a little something. <laughs> on the good foot. Yeah, put a little stank on it. I mean, I try to. Uh, I got six in total, or eight Eight in total. Okay, yeah, I opened the yep. wrong thing. Let me delete all of that so I got the right clips. Don't want to do last week's again.
3: No, no, God, low, no, we lived through last week enough. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Here, we just have some great psychological torture. Nothing wrong with that.
2: <laughs> Shh. Don't spoil the review.
3: Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm just pulling the clips over right now, so I'll, and then right. I'll be ready to go. Cool, cool. Yeah, it didn't have a usable trailer for this, so. Uh, All right, let's see. I wouldn't
3: doubt it. Not watching it. I was like, yeah, I bet there won't be much of a trailer for this one.
2: Yeah, it was more or less just uh, sound effects and clips and stuff, the one that I did find, um, yeah. which I'm really not that shocked about, and it seems like maybe there was never one really made for English language or English-speaking but, countries anyway. Or well, at least, yeah, least I'm almost positive
3: any dubbing was well after the. The fact of almost everyone else who had been in this movie probably was dead.
2: Oh, <laughs> no, that's not the case. Um, oh, okay, it was an international dub for other you know English language speaking countries, nah. but it just really didn't make a legal release in the states until just recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to roll. Can you hear this? Yeah, I sure can. Yeah, all right, so let's uh, fucking do this. Uh, what, murder what? mansion or the murder mansion, aka the maniac mansion. mansion. I prefer maniac mansion, but we'll call it murder yeah. mansion. What okay. the hell? Whatever word. What, 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 Okay, intro started. Smoke 'em if you got well, 'em.
3: Let me tell
1: you
2: something. <laughs> hey, everybody! Don't eat the mashed I potatoes.
1: Said, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror
3: podcast. Also, Court was looking pretty sus a by, by the mac and cheese, so stay away from that too. Delicious. <laughs> Not that, but also,
2: I don't have yes. interpersonal no, relationships with mac and cheese. I just eat too cost, much of it.
1: Cost for good <laughs> microphones and Doesn't. With-
2: these are all super loud. I can tell they weren't leveled.
8: I <laughs> fucking don't know why they're this loud. The fog isn't usually this enveloped. It'll be gone by morning,
5: I'm sure. I did if all the leveling. to remain
8: here tonight, you are most welcome.
2: Maybe your settings got pooched. Well, fuck. I'll there are only
8: three bedrooms available, however.
3: Great. So after the I'm just going
2: to turn the rest of them down to where I'm I've been turning the first car. couple and down so it. it doesn't blow cool. out our ears. So I went
8: to see what yeah. was going on.
2: All those paintings, um, by the way, are Hieronymus Bosch paintings. Okay. So some folks may have recognized in the group, I posted something where uh, I got so high, now I'm stuck in a Hieronymus Bosch painting. <laughs> so, and it's actually like a cat sitting there, you know, like in front of a Hieronymus Bosch painting. Okay. Yes. All right. Never mind. No. Never mind. I'm confused. Move on. Alrighty righty then. <laughs> um, My shit's kicking in. I got to settle down and focus.
3: Yeah, all right. All right. You listen to me. Yeah, this is where uh, a lot more of this story is going to happen. So, uh
2: Yeah, those of us that are listening along to what Matt has to say and may have gotten way too high during the duration of this episode, pay attention. That was oddly specific. Thanks for taking that one on the chin like a champ. That was awesome. You're,
10: you're welcome. Hello, <laughs> It made for a great
2: way show. to break the episode hero up.
3: Hero yeah, right? Good cast. way to the end, one one end one that one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it.
2: Three, two, one. trying to figure out just how you want to keep in contact with those that you love kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch that's pretty presumptuous that they love me
3: yeah they should i do a lot of work for them i
2: hope they yeah, do yeah fuck them what do you, i
3: mean you tell them they'll love you i can't make them
2: show it to you with baby oil <laughs> what If i got to show up at their door with a samurai sword if they don't
3: i'd hope not <laughs> I think we learned from that news story tonight. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) You
2: should also probably quit recording.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I probably should. All right, I'm done.